0: Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and we are here today. You know how this is like a podcast like for soul-centered business owners who want to help people and stuff? If people don't know what you do and how you help them, you cannot help them. So I'm so fucking excited that I have copywriter extraordinaire, Kate Dreamus is here today. Kate, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I like, let's just dive right in because I am, as you know, I'm on team copy. Copy matters. Copy is like the most important thing. So what is copy and why does it matter? Yes. I'm so glad you asked that because I just recently
1: realized that a lot of people confuse like copywriting, you know, with the word writing and then copywriting as in like the legal trademark. So (laughs) copywriting, as we were talking about it today, and copy is really about communicating effectively with your audience. So copy makes up everything online it's your website it's your landing pages it's your ads it's your instagram captions it's your podcast descriptions I mean it's literally everywhere your emails your sales pages and really good copywriting is about good messaging right it's about the execution of saying what you want to say and getting people to do what you want them to do
0: yes okay praise hands emoji all over the place. We have so much to go into. Um, and I'm really excited. But before we do, let's actually like, who are you? Why are you here? What do you do? <laughs> What's my deal? Uh, so as you
1: guys have heard, my name Kate. What is up? It's so nice to like virtually meet all of you in the podcast world. Um, I'm a conversion copywriter. So I help entrepreneurs fill their launches and sell their offers with coffee that inspires action. So I'm really focused on the opt-ins, the clicks, the sales, all of those data-driven things. And I actually, like, I didn't, I didn't plan to be a copywriter, to be completely honest with you, Sarah. I was graduating college way back in the day, and <laughs> I was looking for a job, and I saw this role as a copywriter at an agency that I had really wanted to work for. I kept trying to go into PR, and I'm not really sure why. It just sounded, I don't know, it sounded like the thing I should do. You're very uh, friendly. Yeah, I, maybe that was it. Maybe I was like, oh, this sounds fun. I can talk to people all the time. Oh my God, extrovert, <laughs> you're scaring me. <laughs> I know, I'm massively extroverted. It's okay, <laughs> balance, I'll keep it reined in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, I saw this role for a copywriter. I was the journalism major. Um And I was reading this this job description, you know, because the agency was like, well, we really want to bring you on, but we don't have any PR openings, but we have this role as a copywriter. Would you be interested? And I'm like, what the heck is a copywriter? And I'm looking at the job description and I'm like, people are going to pay me to write? Like, are you kidding? And so that is how I became a copywriter. And when I started as a copywriter, I didn't know anything about conversion copywriting. I was like writing blogs, doing SEO stuff, search engine optimization. I was writing website copy. And then through freelancing, I got introduced to this whole world of online marketing and launches and people creating online courses. And I was like, whoa, these are my people.
0: Totally. I I love that you're mentioning that like copy is Everything, right? It's it's literally like what you see, like I mean, we can be back to the day, like this comes from like magazines, right? And billboards. <laughs> like yeah. is everywhere. So when you were starting to make that transition, what really opened up for you when you were like, here's this whole world of my people? Like, what was that that realization about?
1: So it was really funny because I had started just taking on more projects that were like landing pages and I started like dipping my toes into this world. And then when I really went all in, I was trying to launch my own course. I was learning about the launch process. I was like, okay, I'm writing my own launch copy. I see this opportunity for other entrepreneurs. Me launching my coaching business was connecting me to other coaches. So I started to see this real need. Um, And then out of the blue one day, I swear, like the universe works in amazing ways. Out of the blue one day, I had submitted a... um, Like I created this profile on copy hackers and I completely forgot about it. Like it just didn't even think about it. I was still working my corporate nine to five. I was doing random freelance projects on the side and I get an email from someone who worked with James Wedmore and they were like, Hey, we're looking for a copywriter. Are you interested? And I was like, dope yeah sure <laughs> sure um I, i'll be honest and i believe i have told him this i had no idea who he was at the <laughs> time like i was just like yeah this guy sounds cool like it was insane i look back on it now and i just wanna like smack myself i'm like kate come on um That's and then awesome. came into this it was awesome um came into this world and was like and that was probably my tipping point where I was like, okay, this like this is definitely the type of copywriting I want to do. And it was actually going through. So I, I wrote for James and then I bought Business by Design. I like sold myself into it. I was like, <laughs> yes, this is amazing. And it was going through that and like really restructuring how I was launching my coaching business and, and even my copywriting business that I went all in on this one area of my business. I let go of all of the projects that weren't conversion copywriting. I stopped working on things that weren't launches and I just focused on launch copy.
0: Oh, this is so juicy because um, I think a lot of folks probably listening and I know I was at this place for oh, two years <laughs> are hearing that like, oh, she went all in on something. That's cool. I have all these other interests though, so I can't do that. <laughs> um, yes. I, what happened when you started really focusing? It was crazy.
1: So as soon as I set the intention, I said it out loud. I was like, I am going to focus specifically on launch copy. This is what I'm going to do. This is the program I'm going to release. I had my biggest launch ever. I got like five new clients in like a one month span just because people are like, oh, this is what she specializes in. Like go to her, go to her, go to her. And I never looked back. I mean, I love writing website copy. I just actually finished redoing my own website and doing my own website copy. But in terms of the business, like it just enabled me to focus so much more and help so many more people because people could say, okay, this is the person that I need to go to for this specific thing. and like you know the old saying you know jack of all trades master of none and it's so true like if you're trying to go in 18 million directions people don't want a generalist they want a specialist especially when it comes to something like service based you know they don't want somebody who's just like oh she can do anything but she's not that great at any like everything
0: um you really want to be known for the thing Yes. And you are, which has been so cool. And yes, you have worked with the James Whitmore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. you. Yeah. Of course you didn't know who he was. If you're not part of the world, how would you know? It's great. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, it went through BBD, which is, I'm a big BBD fan as well. Um, and what does your business look like now? I mean, you said you're helping more people, which is, I think, at least I know for us over here in the, so you want to be a witch world, like helping more people is our ultimate goal. So how are you helping more people?
1: Yeah, so I ended up launching, instead of just doing the the copywriting, and I think this is something that a lot of like service-based entrepreneurs face, As um, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, there's only so many hours in a day. And if I'm doing all the copywriting, which is like my top tier service, then I, I can only scale that so much unless I start an agency. And I knew I really, really, really didn't want to start an agency. So I launched a copywriting program to teach people the process that I use when I write for these seven figure entrepreneurs, because they just had to sit down and look at it. And I was like, wait, there's, there's a very specific process that I follow. Why not teach that to people who maybe can't outsource their copy yet? Maybe they can't afford to hire a copywriter yet but know that they need to improve their copy in order to see better results.
0: I I love this for like two reasons. One, right? You sat down and you found the process that you go through and realize that that's actually worth something to people. I think a lot mm-hmm. of service-based entrepreneurs forget that like your process, your skill set is actually like you can teach people to do that. You don't have to be the only piece of the puzzle that they would want to invest in. And then now you get to help right. so many more people who can buy your course, learn how to copy And then like change the world. Yes,
1: exactly. And it just, it opens up the door for them so much because once their launches start converting at a higher level, then they can actually outsource the copy. And then they know what to look for because they've learned the fundamentals. So it's not like they're just throwing money at a blind spot. They're bringing someone on and they know what to look for in a copywriter.
0: Oh, I'd love to talk about that for a second because I think that there's this fear with outsourcing I mean, sometimes like yeah, you know, when we're starting our businesses, we may not have the resources literally to do so, but those first few steps you're like, ah, I really could use this help with this thing, but if we don't know anything about it ourselves, it's hard to know if we're hiring the right person
1: yes, a thousand percent I'm a really big believer that every business owner should understand copywriting because it's your actual voice, and when you outsource that without understanding the fundamentals of it. I mean, cause again, copywriting is just the execution of great messaging. And what I find is a lot of people when they're starting their business or they're starting to hire out, they just kind of like throw all of it onto a copywriter. They're like, make this sound good, make it convert, say something that people are going to want to, you know, to take action on. And really as a business owner, it's your job to be involved in that process. It's so crucial. And it doesn't mean you have to do it forever. And it doesn't mean you have to become an expert copywriter, but you do have to become an expert at communicating your value. And if you can't do that, then your business is not going to grow. And it doesn't matter how beautiful your sales page is or how well-written your emails are by a fancy copywriter.
0: If the message doesn't land. Tell us more about this idea of the message landing and communicating your value. What's that? What's that mean? And what's that look like? Yeah. So it's really about getting people to
1: see, I like to say like, it's getting people to see why your, your offer is a no brainer, right? So when we are thinking about our messaging and we're thinking about our marketing, we really should be making the case for our secret sauce, our way that we get people results, our specific formula, our methodology, and showing people why maybe what they've been doing to get results isn't necessarily working for them. Because if you think about it, the whole reason someone's gonna buy your program or your offer or your service is because they're not getting results. Like they're just not seeing the results they want. And so it's our job to make them one, understand that there's a problem. Two, show them there's a solution. Three, show them the solution is unique. And then four, show them that we're their person, right? We gotta add in a little bit of personality, a little bit of flair. To make them understand that we're their person. But those four steps really start to build the value and show the value of what you have to offer. I like to say that if you're selling a program at, you know, $2,000, people need to see that it's worth 10.
0: I love that, like that, that positioning with the value stacking too, because what I see a lot of folks do is actually really undersell themselves, maybe out of fear of, you know, not wanting to seem like they're like, uh you know, too big for their britches or whatever, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you're saying that actually we really need to step into that place of owning our value and our expertise in order to be able to help people.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. I think people undervalue the transformation they give people and the ripple effects that transformation
0: has. Yes, I love it. I mean, side note listeners, like I'm a huge Kate fan. So like, I'm just going to (laughs) like be like, Yes. Love it. Uh, I have learned so much from Kate myself. So if you were like talking to a bunch of like newer entrepreneurs who are like, okay, Kate, yeah, but I can't write, or I don't know anything about copy or what the fuck is messaging? Where would you get them started? What is kind of like the beginning baby steps that they need to take to have some confidence in using their words to sell? Yes. I love this
1: question, especially because... If you're someone who's like, I'm not a great writer, um, you don't have to be a great writer to be a great copywriter. You just have to learn how to communicate effectively. And the first step to that is getting really clear on who you help and how you help them. And I know that a lot of people are like, but I can help everybody. <laughs> like, I want to help everybody in the world. And that's awesome. That's dope. But, like, you can't freaking help everybody. Like, you just can't. And a, it's like, you know, everyone's like, it's like being vanilla no one likes vanilla. I personally really like vanilla ice cream, so I hate the vanilla gets hated on like that. But it's <laughs> true. It's, like, not the thing that people are going to pick. It's not the, like, you know, the unique the unique flavor and so your job is to be really specific in who you help the more specific you can be the better and then how you help them specifically what's unique about your approach how do you get people results
0: I'm curious when you were sitting down and mapping out your course uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later you're going to be opening that up again which I'm super excited to talk about um What, how did you figure out your process or your methodology? Because I think that's like, there's this like sneaking, like this fear that a lot of folks have that like what they do isn't unique.
1: A hundred percent. And this actually was the very thing that prevented me from launching copy that converts for years Is I was like, well, I just don't like, I just sit down and write, I just do it. It's just this like inherent natural gift. And uh-huh. I was like, I had to like eat a piece of humble pie. I was like, okay, no, like this is not something <laughs> that's like magic to me. Um, so I honestly just sat down and I was like, okay, I evaluated the projects that I work on. So I was like, okay, when I sit down for a launch, what are the steps I do? First I get clear on the messaging I, and then I broke that down. What does that mean? It means that I understand how we're positioning the offer and it means I understand how we're positioning the launch. I wanna make sure that there's a gap in the launch positioning and the offer positioning. I see a lot of entrepreneurs who have the same promise for their launch as they do for their offer. They're like, this launch is gonna help you get sales. And then they go into the offer they're like, good sales. And everyone's like, wait, what? Like, this is the same thing. Didn't we just do this for free for a week? Mm. Uh, so it's really about getting clear on on that. And then I just looked at what do I do next? Next, I send people a launch copy map and I map out all the assets and I map out the messaging. Then I start writing, okay, how do I write a sales page? How do I write emails? And I made myself go to the micro level and look at what does this look like on a very, very small scale?
0: I love that. And I'm hoping that you guys are taking notes at home, both in terms of like how to do this, but also like, I mean, we, we do have that special sauce. Like you do bring something unique to the way that you view copy and your enthusiasm is certainly part of it. Um, But you have like, you know, you have the experience to back this up in the way that you teach it. Um, And I love this idea that we can take, you know, what we do and we can break it down, but we have to get back. Yeah. The fear that either the fear that we're not unique and be like, maybe we aren't. And that's okay. (laughs) That means other people can learn it. Yeah. And like, and you do have a unique approach, right? So like the skill itself
1: isn't unique. There are a ton of amazing copywriters out there. There are copywriters that I know for a fact are better than I am. And I hope to get to their level one day, but no one approaches copy the way I do. And I know that now. And I, and I, what helped me was sitting down and going through that process and saying, okay, this is my process. This is my step-by-step guide to doing this. And that gave me the confidence to turn around and act like an expert because I was like, well, obviously it works. And obviously it's a thing. So I'm going to go out and do it that. And I worked with Mel Abraham, who I absolutely adore. He helped me put my process into a framework, which made me feel even more legit to be completely honest with you.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I will have to link up Mel Mel in the show notes. I just, I I keep sitting here and be like, okay, cool. So we're going to build a framework and then we're going to launch it. Um, there's easy, (laughs) easy, just do it. Um, but for some of our folks who are, are a little bit newer to business and they're like, oh my God, I can't even imagine like all the pieces that might must go into something like that. How can we start thinking about what we put out a little bit more strategically using that, like who I help and how I help them, um, to get used to really using conversion copywriting all the time in our businesses.
1: Yeah, so really, it's about getting clear on what your intention is every time you create a piece of content. So um, Tiffany Lee Biomaster always says if you're not in a launch, you're in a pre-launch, like you're getting ready to launch something. So even if you are not 100% clear on what you're launching, or you're like, maybe the launch is a little far out, I'm not planning on it, you can use every piece of content you put out to build momentum and to test messaging. And so really, it's about, okay, I'm going to go live on Facebook today. What's my intention here? What do I want people to take away from this? Who am I talking to? What's the takeaway? And that gives you a starting point to get really clear on how to approach your messaging and your copy. And it doesn't feel so much like, okay, what do I say? How do I write it? It then becomes really having a one-on-one conversation with that person. And then you just keep doing it and you keep looking at where are people engaging? Where are people you know, picking up what I'm putting down? And that is going to be so helpful. And you don't even have to have anything created. I mean, it's seriously just a matter of saying, okay, what are the problems my tribe faces? How do I want them looking at those problems differently? And then you go and you create a piece of content with a clear intention and a clear conversation.
0: I love it. Intention. I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, what if you're a procrastinator like me and planning ahead or thinking of intention and you just kind of run (laughs) into things. Um, But I do think that's like, I know that's something I hear a lot from folks is like, oh, I'm just not good at like being focused or like sitting down to do something like that. And obviously if you're, (laughs) the people you're working with and the kind of work you're doing kate you have have figured out how to sit down and get some shit done what do you say (laughs) to those of us that are like what is focus and how do we do it i'm
1: a big fan of the pomodoro timer for this very thing because look like there are days where like i don't want to sit down and write like i hate i I, i'm human right like i'd rather do something else like there are days (laughs) that i'm just i'm I'm not in flow. I mean, flow is very real in, in copywriting. But I what I learned very quickly in my career is that I couldn't let me not feeling creative, me not feeling in flow, make me procrastinate or make me miss a deadline. Like that's just not acceptable, right? For me as a copywriter. Like I, I prime myself, I hit every single deadline that I communicate to my clients. And so I had to learn a way to get myself into flow. Immediately and that was like, this is the time I'm writing and I had to stay in integrity with it Like, okay, I'm giving myself 20 minutes. I can do anything for 20 minutes Even if it doesn't turn out perfect I at least have something and then step away go focus on something else give yourself a break and then come back Give it one or two edits Seriously one or two limit it and put it out there because getting something out there Especially if you're just getting started is so much more important than making it perfect
0: can you say that again?
1: (laughs) Yes. Getting something out there is so much more important than making it perfect, which also like, what the heck is perfect anyways? Like, I don't even know what the F that means. It doesn't exist.
0: Oh, exactly. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. And look, like I'm a professional copywriter and there are times that I put stuff out there on behalf of my brand where I'm like, Hmm, that could have been better. That could have had a better response because it's not like, there's no magic pill to copywriting, right? There's no, like, there's no perfection. There's learning, there's data. And what's so great about copy is that you get to see how people respond and make it better. And that's why I always tell people, don't post something just once, post it, get some feedback, rewrite it, post it again, see if a new angle works, rewrite it, post it again, see if a new angle works. That's how you get better.
0: Oh, I love that too, because I feel like that relieves some of the pressure, like, similar to how we were talking about like being super focused on who you help and, and how you help them and like narrowing in, right. Instead of being po- po- poor vanilla, I like vanilla ice cream too. So <laughs> right. I it. it's so good. <laughs> um, I actually, I can't eat ice cream anymore. So I just like any ice cream. I'm like, any, <laughs> just like, I don't care what you are. Um, <laughs> so, oh my God, I'm sorry. That was like really personal. I'm just so sad now, but <laughs> back, to, uh-huh. back to the focus you know, that also relieves some of the pressure, right? I think we're in this place like create more content, create more content, create more content. And what you're saying is, no, it's actually about creating the right content. And if you have an idea and it doesn't land the first time, that doesn't mean it's bad. You don't need to like find some new thing to talk about. It's about refining.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like, for me, it's way easier to write for other people than to write for yourself. I think like it's, it's just, you don't have all of the like extra, like, Oh my God, what will people think of me? Because it's not you. like you know (laughs) It's it's not you. Who cares Um, what they think of James? He'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. Like whatever he can handle it. Um, but honestly, and like at that level, like I, I, I realized very quickly that like people who get to that level, like they don't care, like they're there to help people and they're not letting that fear of judgment keep them, um, from succeeding and, and, and excelling and helping people most importantly they're not letting that keep them from helping people and for me like I went through this phase where I would be like if something would go out it wouldn't perform as well as I wanted it to on my own channels I'd be like oh my god like what are people gonna think and then I had this very logical thought that like no one besides me knows how my posts perform like no yeah. one's gonna be like wow Kate, that got less likes than you know yesterday's post like no one's doing that <laughs> and I feel like it just let, like, it, it took the pressure off for me. Like I was like, oh, like, yeah, who's like, first off, who's going to know? And second, like, who cares? Yeah.
0: And then, I mean, I know something, I feel that pressure of like, of like new, new, new all the time, which is something that uh, James is not into necessarily, which I love like having both of us having that kind of background. And then what you're saying is like, actually like it's it's like refining is more important. And I feel like mm-hmm. how much like, How much stress relief, maybe we can offer this to all of our listeners, right? Like how much stress can we let go if we actually don't need to come up with new stuff all the time, right? It's about figuring out how are we communicating this effectively so that people are actually getting the result that we were going for.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Oh, I feel I've, I feel like a sense of relief I was like okay great I'm gonna, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get better at what I already do instead of trying to invent something new every time I post on Instagram
1: what a great use of time to be honest like yes
0: <laughs> I could then like go take a nap instead of like yeah making something like out of fear cool awesome So that was a super relief. And then I'd love to kind of move to that next level because we definitely have folks listening to the show who have probably launched or have put something out there or, you know, have like been, you know, thinking more about how am I going to position my copy? How am I going to position my message? Um, What are some of the things that like at that, like if we've got the baseline down, what are some of the things that we need to start to think about when we're looking at at launching and effectively uh, communicating and selling?
1: Yes. So one of the big things... I'm a massive fan of using your intuition to guide you until it comes to using your intuition to guide you on whether or not your copy is working because there's data for that. There's real hard numbers for that. And I find that a lot of entrepreneurs who are seeing some results in their launch, but maybe not the results they wanna see, they know that there's a breakdown but they're not sure where the breakdown is. And so the first step is getting really clear on, okay, where can I improve? Is it that my ads aren't performing the way they should be? Is it that my landing page isn't performing the way it should be? Is it my emails? Am I not getting people to engage? where is the actual breakdown? Are people super engaged throughout your launch? And then you offer and it's like crickets and you're like, wait, what? Like why? You loved the free training. Where's the gap? Because that's going to help you really narrow in on where the messaging and the copy needs to be improved versus being like, man, I got to scrap the whole launch and do something completely new or like try it all again or redo you everything. Uh, it, it really gives you a point of focus.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some of the common mistakes that you see people making as they're doing these assessments and like looking at their copy?
1: Uh, The biggest one is blaming your lack of sales on the sales page. (laughs) So yeah, always. So the sales page, like it's, it's a very common misconception. So listeners, if you're feeling this way, don't feel bad, but now you'll know. Your sales page doesn't sell your offer. Your launch sells your offer. Your sales page is like the last place someone comes to gut check that this is for them, to get a reminder of everything they're gonna get and to actually buy, which means by the time they hit the sales page, they should already be sold. Now that's not to say that there aren't things we can do to improve the sales page, but if you're seeing a massive lack of sales, it ain't your sales page. (laughs) There's something bigger going on there in your messaging You're probably not clearly articulating the value, making the case for why they need this offer, making the case for why they need your process. And that's not the sales page's job. You do that on the sales page, but they, again, should already be bought in by the time they hit that sales page.
0: Yes, this is so good. (laughs) And, you know, I think that maybe we can, we've talked about launching some on the podcast. So folks have some of this framework, but I bet there are a lot of people listening who don't quite actually know what we mean by that term, even um, because they're like, oh, but I just send people to the sales page from the link in my bio. Isn't that launching something? So the way that we
1: typically approach a launch is using some sort of free experience to grow your list, build your list, bring in new people, and then make the case for the offer. So like a webinar training or a video series or a live video series, um, a challenge. So it's something that it's an exchange of value, really. You're giving value. You're giving them a peek into what it looks like to work with you. And you're making the case for your secret sauce, which you then
0: offer at the end. Yes, I. I could just say personally that when I started doing that and I have <laughs> Kate, don't laugh. Well, you you probably have similar numbers to this. Um, I worked on 30 launches, I think in the past two years, but I like, Whoa, it was, I mean, I don't recommend that. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was about a year and a half ago that I started doing a more robust free experience. And I'm just like, this is why you need your data. My friends, it was a, like, I was like, oh, this works a lot better than sending an email saying, buy my thing. Yeah. And well, you know, what's so funny about that is like, I think
1: people underestimate the power of urgency yes. and from a copy perspective, like we don't use urgency. Like, yes, it's, it's, it's a sales technique, but it's, it's about more than that. People as humans, we will sit on the dang fence for ever. If we're not forced to make a decision, <laughs> like we'll just sit seriously in like the gray area forever. And so one of the things that I like to do throughout my launch, I open and close enrollment. I do that one for my sanity and two for an element of urgency, because I want people in there who are committed. If you're not committed right now, I love you. I don't want you in here. You're not going to get the results because you're not going to do the work. If you do the work, you'll get the results. And so I always tell people, I want you to make a decision, yes or no. Do not sit on the fence, do not be in the gray area, commit to one or the other. And what that does is it it moves people into action. And even if it's a no, that just means it's a not right now, right? It just might mean not today, but maybe next time. And it's it's so powerful because it gets people to stop sitting in this like murky me I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do space and at least has them commit to something
0: yes it's funny I'm I'm following along on a launch right now I don't if you guys at Hallmark doing this like go and just Participated people's launches. It's the best way to learn. Um, yes. I love, I'm like always like launch spying. Um, and <laughs> not like you know, like just like what are you guys up to? What's what are people doing? And I get it all. Oh, I guess a
1: hundred percent. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Let me often see what techniques we can use.
0: And totally right. And um, I love launch spying or participating really. But I'm sitting there. I'm like in this right now where I was like, oh, I didn't think I wanted this thing, and now I think I want this thing, and now I'm on the fence. And I was like, I hate being on the fence. And I'm like, it's. <laughs> (laughs) It is so uncomfortable. It's not like a happy place for us to be. So I love that, like this idea that the launch and by being like, here's this clear, like you can buy this during this period of time. It creates the urgency that is, yeah, a no is fine. I love a fucking no. Just like give me Mm -hmm. a no and we can all move on with our lives because it is this like place of like, oh my God, I don't know. I mean, how much energy do we waste in that in our lives?
1: Yes, a hundred percent. And honestly, on an even deeper level, it's like, if we're saying that the transformation is so needed, why would you let people spend a year deciding? Like it does it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I imagine like with your, like, tell us, I want to hear a little bit more about your program and how you structure it because it's like, after those doors are closed, like you guys are in the work, you're like getting shit done, right? Yeah. It's
1: really fast moving. Like once you're in, we get right to work on your launch messaging. Like we are going in, figuring out how you position yourself, your offer, your launch. We're getting clear on what misconceptions you need to be shifting for your audience. We're mapping out your launch strategy, like where are you mapping out each message? So really like it doesn't if you're if you're not in that environment and you're not moving at that pace, it's just not that effective.
0: Yeah, no, I, I see the same thing. It's like we like make the decision, get in, and then we can actually get that result. Otherwise, it is like waiting for a year. It's like there's a year of your life gone by, and your business could have grown dramatically. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, so we have launches, we close the door, uh, and then you there's something. Yeah, that Tiffany Lee Biomaster says that like we're always in the pre-launch, right? Um, what do we do when we're not launching? What like what do we do with our copy then? Are we just like posting pictures of our dog on Instagram? Oh wait, don't at me. Don't do it. <laughs> I would say
1: I'm like constantly posting pictures of my dog on Instagram. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I really do. I have three dogs and I'm like, they are the stars of my Insta. Uh, <laughs> really about them. So the so there's a couple of key elements that we want to hit. But in what's so cool about your pre-launch is it's like a massive testing ground. You have a huge opportunity to put out different angles of your messaging and test. And you've just gotten all of this juicy, juicy data from your last launch. So you can see, okay, this works really well. This angle, this pain point, this transformation, this didn't work so well. Let me try it this way. Let me try it this way. So we are covering a few key areas in our pre-launch. One, again, I want people to understand that there is a problem. So I want them to understand and specifically what that problem is, right? So I do a lot of talking about, I'm using myself as an example, dealing with tangibles. Um, I talk a lot about the, like this whole problem of like my launch isn't isn't converting. Let me just go try another launch strategy and why that's so ineffective. So like if your launch isn't converting with a webinar, it's probably not going to convert with a challenge. It's probably not going to convert with a live video series until you address the messaging disconnect. And so that's where you need to start. And so a lot of my stuff is just making people problem aware. They've got to be aware that they have a problem. You would never show up on a first date and just be like, you have a disease, you're dying, right? Like you would never do that. You would never, ever do that. And so, but we do that to our audience a lot. We're like, you need this. And people are like, wait, what? Why? What's happening? Like what's going on? So making them problem aware, making them see that there's a solution, helping them see that that solution's unique. And then again, I'm a big Fan and I think it's really effective. Of like, people have to know that you're their person, which means you've got to really rock yourself. Like, who are you? How do you show up? What does that look like? Especially, you know, in in our world, it's it's so we're personal brands. Like, we're we are the person behind the brand. People are gonna be working with us, and so if you sound like any other person, or there's nothing like there's no unique flair, or there's like just people don't like know anything about you. It that content just kind of falls flat.
0: Oh, I, I want to go deeper in this because one of the things that I talk about a lot with my students is is very much that step of like of stepping fully into like being who you are, being the expert and like unabashedly like upholding your beliefs about your work, right? Like what, whether or not other people are going to like them, right? We're not being vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, such a silly one, but I, I told the story a lot, but I, I want to tell it to you too, Kate. Okay? when I launched my membership site for the first time and it actually, it has a great sales page. It's the be- most beautiful sales page I've ever written. <laughs> I'm just going to, I just like, Oh, I'm just, you can have a good sales page. It's, it's worth it. Um, yes. but I, there are a couple curse words on that sales page and it's, Kind of on purpose because when I uh, you've been on my podcast for forty minutes now I curse right <laughs> um, and I curse when I teach and it's not like a, it's just I don't know I'm just like lazy and it's an aff- it's not an affectation it's just it's uh, whatever it's who it's who I am <laughs> it, and someone it is it is. <laughs> it, someone sent me such a nasty note about it <laughs> wow I, but it was so great because I was like well this is not for you obviously you would buy my program and be furious, right? Because you'd be stuck with me. (laughs) So when we, like, there's so much power, not only in bringing those people to us, like having that attraction, but also being like, yeah, I mean, bye. Like, I can't yes. help you if you're going to be pissed because I use the word fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, and it's like, it's so, it repels the people who aren't for you. And then it brings in the people who are like you're ultra kind of weird, which is like my favorite part about all of this is like, I remember being at, BBD live most recently and had really been leaning into this specifically on Instagram. Like I was like, man, I'm just going to like blow the lid off of how weird I can be. And like, just who I am. I say dope all the time. There's like 8 million pictures of me in a flat bill. Like it's just who I am. Like, I don't know. (laughs) And I had so many people come up to me who are in this space and be like, man, I've been following you on Instagram forever. And like, I just love your stuff. Like, and I'm like, what? Like this stuff is, and it was because like this is, this was the tone of it. It was like very much and got to know those people more. And like, they are my ultra kind of weird. And I love it.
0: I love that phrase. My ultra kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could speak a little bit to that though. Cause like, it's kind of been a little bit of a theme here, right? Getting more focused, getting more clear, and then not being afraid to actually be you. I mean, for our kind of like business owners who are listening to this and are like, Oh my God, but what if everyone hates me? How do we, how do we start to step into this place of like about that authenticity and showing our weird? I think it's really important
1: that we lead by example. And so for those of you who feel like you know, well, well, what if like someone judges me, or what if no one likes it? I would ask you, what if one of your clients was having the same conversation with you? And it doesn't even have to be in marketing, right? It can just be in life. And it's like you know, I'm I'm really considering just kind of hiding the pieces of me that make me me. You would never tell them to do that. You just wouldn't. You you would encourage your clients, your friends, your loved ones to be as fearlessly authentic as possible because you love them that way. And I think it's really important that we keep in mind that we have to be willing to do the things that we encourage others to do. And so you being you is gonna encourage someone else to be them. And that's gonna encourage someone else to be them. And like, not to get super mushy, but could you imagine how great this world would be if we were
0: all just ourselves? I love it. Yes. Okay. So you guys have an official homework assignment, which is to go and be more of yourself in your online messaging. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. And just in general, like just in life, just rock it. It'll have profound effects on your life. I will tell you this. The more you start doing it in the areas where it makes you uncomfortable, the more you're going to come into alignment with who you are. I guarantee it.
0: Okay. Now I'm going to, oh, I'm teary eyed. Like, let's what I something that's super sweet that kind of extends from this too is like when we're talking about helping people, right? I mean, all those people who have seen you being you, they're inspired by you. Like they're excited for you. They want to be closer to you because you are being authentically yourself. And we are, yeah, have this opportunity to be like, this is what's possible. You could just like be happy, be yourself. Ah, okay,
1: yeah. It's like an amazing example to people. And, you know, it's, it's, again, one of those things we underestimate. I mean, it really surprised me how many people came to me and they're like, dude, you're so approachable. And I was just like, wow, like I've never thought about that being a thing that like other people didn't experience or maybe didn't feel like they could be approachable.
0: Oh, I love that. And you are approachable, Kate thank you
1: I try (laughs) my sister tells me I have resting bitch face when I work and like when I speak on stage while people are working like through exercises and that was like I was like no I just want to be
0: approachable (laughs) I don't think you I mean I haven't like watched you work but I don't think you have resting bitch face I'll film it sometime and show you (laughs) okay great I can't wait to see it (laughs) the other side of Kate like
1: (laughs) I like to call it my boss face. Okay, it's my um, boss face. I mean business.
0: Yeah, that that sounds better. I think I have this like weird face where I kind of like like I furrow my brow just like my mother does, and I look super intense. And it's like my thinking face. And um, I realized I use it on coaching calls. And I'm like, oh my god, I hope they don't think I'm going to eat them. You guys know I'm yeah. going to eat you, right? But it's like how it looks. But it's like I'm, yeah. th- I'm thinking. But I'm like, oh, I look like a vicious animal. I'm going to like eat your head. Oh my gosh. Oh well, I'm just being me. <laughs> yeah, own that authentic face. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want to leave our um, our soul-centered entrepreneurs with any like final thoughts about like how to start to wrap their heads around messaging and copy, like what are what are the things that they need to be thinking about taking away from this conversation besides like you know dogs and ice cream and uh, <laughs> resting <laughs> first off, and face. Not ice
1: cream is the best, uh- <laughs> <laughs> most important. So the first thing I would say is, is, you know, if we're breaking this down into next steps, is spend some time getting really clear on who you help and how you help them and be as specific as possible. And then from there, just start talking about what it is you do, what it is your audience is struggling with, maybe how they've tried to get results but haven't before, and how you can help them in a unique way. And that's really the foundation for it. And it's much less about like, you know, here's the perfect formula to write the perfect post and much more about let's get you in a place where you can say what you want to say and encourage people to
0: take action no matter what platform you're on. Yes. And if people want to learn more about messaging and copy, is there a way that they can do that? Yes. So we have a dope
1: training coming up uh, on the 20th that is going to break this down specifically for your launches. So really, how do you craft irresistible messaging and copy that fills your launches and sells out your offers? It's going to be... I'm, I'm excited for it and I'm giving it. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait. But that's really a great place to, to learn. It's free. Come join us. It'll be fun.
0: It's going to be super fun. And uh, we'll have a link in the bio so you can... Or bio. Boah, Wrong. <laughs> what wrong fucking platform um <laughs> I have a link in the show notes there you go it'll probably also be in my bio on instagram what you don't call me on instagram at sarah m chapel come and do that because um, that's where the link's going to be apparently um <laughs> it'll it's be fine. everywhere now now you've sworn to it sarah so now it has to be right, it's gonna be everywhere everywhere that i have links you're gonna find this link um, and yeah <laughs> it's gonna be awesome i can't wait i'm really excited for the training thanks me too it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun good thing you won't be talking to me since apparently i can't keep a straight a straight face <laughs> You know, the funniest thing about this is that we do actually edit this podcast, but we're going to leave all of this in because it's Please, just, the, this is, the giggling, it just makes me happy. Oh, it makes me happy, too. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I, yeah, we're just living our best lives. And, um, Kate, if people want to find more about you and how to find you and talk to you and be like, oh, Kate is so approachable, except when she <laughs> is doing that resting bitch face thing, um, where can I find you? Um, So I am
1: everywhere on the internet at Kate Dramus. So it's just my name. I am most active on the Instagrams. I love it when people reach out to me on Instagram. DM me. I will a thousand percent DM you back. Yes, it is me. Yeah. So that's, if that, if that's like your go-to place to get, if you're like, where's the one place that I'm like guaranteed to get a response from Kate, it's the Instagrams. My team's always like, are you on Instagram again? We have stuff to do. And I'm like, shh.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Same. The tribe, the tribe is here. was said to me the other day, like, I want to create an online course where I don't have to be available all the time like you are. And I was like, I'm not available all the time, but I'm glad I, <laughs> my presence is known. <laughs> like, where I don't want to be as
1: available all the time as you are. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, listen, props to you for
0: identifying what you don't want. <laughs> I know, it was pretty funny. I, mean, I, I was like, I was like so happy for them because I was like, no, if this is not for you, don't do it. But <laughs> I was like, I guess. Got- <laughs> so if you're feeling a little shy about just like sneaking up on Kate's DM. I want you to do something fun, which will sneak into her DMs easily. But just take a screenshot of this. Let us know, post it on your stories and let us know your favorite thing you learned today from Kate and then tag me in Kate. And that'll actually put you into Kate's DMs without having to be like, hey, I'm, I'm in your DMs now. It'll just like magically appear there. And then Kate can respond because she's an extrovert. It'll be okay.
1: Yeah, I will slide into your DMs with reckless abandon. <laughs>
0: know so we have a lot of introverts in the audience so I want to give them other opportunities to like kind of like say hi without having to actually like engage right away <laughs> I mean like <you're> hi <laughs> it's okay Kate Kate doesn't bite we'll get all of that linked up in the show notes as well and Kate is there any last words you want to share with our audience it doesn't have to be about copy You whatever the fuck you want whatever
1: <laughs> um man just like
0: rock your truth I feel like that's the best way to round
1: all of this out I'm such a firm believer that everyone is put here with a mission, with a purpose, with a unique voice. And the more we can share that, the better.
0: So do it, just do it. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And y'all, I really can't say enough how much I've learned from Kate. I have been so lucky to be in communities with her for the past year, which is amazing. And like her work has completely transformed my ability to write copy. And I want all of you guys to have that skill as well. So we'll link up that free training for February 20th in the show notes, the show (laughs) notes of the podcast. (laughs) And um, I will be there. So I hope I will see you guys there as well. And Kate, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And all of you at home or wherever you listen to your podcast, thank you for being here. You're the reason we make this thing. It means the world to me that you uh, listen. So thank you. And make sure you tag us on Instagram and go bug Kate because she wants to talk to you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye for now.